This is Skipper Albert Awall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the 3BC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you are listening to Awall Airwaves on the 3BC. And now, here's today's river tip from Skipper Bill of the Congo Connie. Bill says if you're going to listen to Three Sheets, make sure you grab a drink, flash some skin, and keep the kids away from the hippo. Thanks, Bill. And finally, passengers requesting that Cheetahs tone down the debauchery should be referred directly to the booking office, where they will receive immediate medical treatment. Fuck that little pig. Sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared, be free. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Three Sheets the Mouse. We're uh, we're normally five average guys with a love for all things Disney, but tonight I'm joined by uh, a regular voice you guys all know, and Tim Elving. How's it going? Uh, but tonight we have a special guest, and that is Mr. Daniel Whittington from uh, the Whiskey Vault, uh, Whiskey Biscuits, uh, the Wizard Academy, and a level three whiskey sommelier. So we tonight are in the presence of greatness. <laughs> Pretty much three sheets royalty. Yes. <laughs> Dan- Daniel, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Look, when uh, when when Mikey first showed me your your modern rug video, uh, which I know you guys love, uh, I was like, this guy is a genius. So I and because most of our listeners spend uh, Tuesday through Sunday in some form of inebriation. I figure there's no better person to have on the show to teach us about whiskey, to teach us about whiskey at Disney, than Mr. Daniel Whittington. So, welcome. Well, Thank you. Wait, what, what's happening on Mondays? Uh, it's just the they restock. Day. It's restock. Oh, yeah, restock. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's, that seems fair. Everybody post pictures of their liquor store run. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, first, uh, Daniel, tell us about what you do down there in uh, Austin, Texas. So we started the first whiskey sommelier school uh, in the world that we know of. There's plenty of really amazing education programs, but none that are training the way that we're training. Um, that was about two and a half years ago. We graduated about 70 whiskey sommeliers, as high as level three, with the goal being that we have level five uh, at some point. And um, it's a part of Wizard Academy, which is a business school. Not a for- cult. Yeah, for independent entrepreneurs in South Austin, Texas. Awesome, awesome. It, I've I've seen the video. If you go to uh, the, the Whiskey Vault on YouTube or the Whiskey Biscuits, you'll see the, the, the you'll see the grounds, and they are spectacular. They are, yeah. I mean, we you, carved it out of thirty acres of South Texas hill country. You you t- you guys are the luckiest bastards I've ever <laughs> seen. <laughs> Just don't tell my wife. She thinks I work really hard. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you do. You do it for the people. And, <laughs> That's what and, I tell myself. 
Yeah, and the the people the people need to know about good whiskey. So, uh, you know, let's take a moment to to do something we do every week on Three Sheets of Mouse. And uh, Daniel, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I was uh, finishing off a Compass Box Phenomenology, which is one of their new blends, and uh, and I moved to Redbreast. Ooh, because Redbreast is awesome. Redbreast. So Red breast is good. I mean, any breast is good, but red breast is better. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> see, see, on, now look, you talk about it in your show, um, you know, Whiskey Vault is kind of friendly, family friendly at least. And yeah. uh, that's something that Chad would have to cut out, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> Chad the Sparkle Master would have to cut out references to red breasts. <laughs> Yes, that would be a thing. We don't have to worry about that here. Yeah, not here. <laughs> so, um, so Tim, what are you drinking tonight? I've got a first for me. It's Widow Jane Ten Year. Oh, good call. That's nice. So, what? Very where, smooth. Very, very light. What is it? Uh, what does it taste like? Like, is it? Is it compared to, to your your bookers, your little book? Uh, no. You know, no, no. This is very. This is lighter than. Little book. It's very smooth. You get a little cherry, toffee. It's really good. Nice. I can get in trouble with this bottle. That's why it's outside. I didn't bring yeah. it in the room. <laughs> yeah, that's a 10-year-old sourced bourbon. It's a beautiful bourbon, actually. It, is, it drinks it, like it an older proves, bourbon. That's a bourbon that proves that sourcing is not a dirty word. You, you know, and that's and that's the thing. Everybody thinks that, oh... Your your whiskey has to be made on site, bottled or you know put in the barrel on site, and then bottled on site. Otherwise, it's not good enough, and that's frankly not true at all. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah, well, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Mikey, what are you drinking? Uh, I've had a hell of a day, Scott. So I'm going to polish off the rest of my Booker's. Ooh. Oh, hot damn! See, that's see, commitment. these two guys are. Bourbon guys. Bourbons, yeah. yeah. Bourbon guy. I'm, I'm no, hang on. Hang, hang on. Hang on. Don't sell me Uh-oh. so short. I am. I am. <laughs> yeah, well, I prefer I bourbon, a virgin. I, I'm not going to turn away a scotch. I'm almost a virgin. You know, I've had it my ass a few times when it comes to bourbon and whiskeys, okay? So I haven't experienced the the proper love that's out there when it comes to bourbons and whiskeys. Um, I thought all whiskey was supposed to taste really bad and, and burn going down and that and, and, and that was whiskey you know it was I mean, too smooth and it was it's not the right thing huh? so i i uh you know i was i was uh i have my eyes open to some uh some good knob creek select and uh i was like wow where, where's the burn why isn't what something's wrong with this bottle because i'm not in pain <laughs> so you know i've I, I, i'm easing into it so when you say so i'm a bourbon you're a guy masochist that's right. That, that is absolutely you really, you right. You really love 1792 foolproof. I, you know, <laughs> it, really love that one. I'd let that joker peg me all night long, Tim. <laughs> you know what? I'll, I'll, send, I'll send you a bottle, and you better videotape it. You better you, record hey, it. Hey, uh, easy now. That's that's for me and Stephanie. <laughs> uh, so um, I, I'm not only bourbon. I've, 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 I've dabbled in the scotch. I've had the Lagavulin. Uh, I think it was 16. Yes, yep. it was. That would be right. Um, only, um, only because of uh, Ron Swanson. <laughs> and, uh, hey, look, that's enough of a reason. Uh, my, my brother-in-law, who who lives up in St. Louis or lived in St. Louis, he was able to get that stuff in his grocery store. Oh. 
Yeah, so, they do. Living in Texas with their weird laws about where you can sell liquor, it gets really depressing. Yeah, welcome to well, I'm, I'm struggling with when you can buy liquor in Texas right now. Yeah, yeah. When you show up at a store on a Sunday and you're like, I want this. It's, uh, it's wine. It was for sale next to the groceries. Like, sorry, the alcohol content's too high on that. <laughs> I can't sell it to you. Yeah, well, you can't buy anything in Arkansas that way. So technically, I feel like I'm at home, but, <laughs> you know... There was a Sunday when I left the hospital just to just to get out and grab a pizza, and I thought, "Damn it, I want a beer to go with my pizza. I want a big, you know, hearty beer." And I rolled into the uh, the liquor store, and it was empty. And all I could think of was, "Son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, they, they ought to hang a guy on a cross over this. <laughs> that's okay. That that's about as that's sure rough as I did. Well. I don't think it was over the booze, but yeah, I, yeah, you know, history part of it. is written by the victors. Let's he was that. able to turn it out of water. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, they should have been putting him up on a pedestal. <laughs> All right. So, so Merry Christmas. Uh, on, on that note, that's that's my take on the nativity. <laughs> well, that's a good way to start with bookers. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, Scott, what are you drinking? Uh, so tonight, um, I have a Lafroy Select. Oh, I like, I like the 10. No, I actually don't like it. I love it. I love LeFroig quarter cask. This was, so this one they took and they, they married it in sherry barrels, which it takes a little bit of the edge off. Yeah. So like when you guys were blending that LeFroig, what was that? 35? The 32. 32. When you guys were blending that to start with the 10, I think this would have been a really good base to start with because you still have yeah. a little bit of sweetness from the sherry barrels. That yep. was that was kind of the, the the reason that I actually picked it up. I was like, I wonder, I wonder how good this is, and it's really good. Have you tried that lore yet? No, no. It, I've seen your videos. Down. It's maybe the best thing that John Campbell's ever blended. Ooh, that's that's a tall statement. Yeah, I prefer it to the thirty-two. Okay. That is a really tall statement, but I'll, well, have, to, I'll have to check it out. It, right now, if I was Rex, I'd make a statement about tall things, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it would be at Scott's expense rather than Daniel's. <laughs> because Daniel, I'm gracious as the host and he's the guest. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Daniel as... And Scott's um, still probably the smallest one in the room. <laughs> Daniel, every time Rex makes a joke, I feel you, bro. I feel ah! you. Uh, it's, it's what makes it fun. Some of us, look, some of us just need step stools. Leave us alone. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're going down that route now, huh? Oh, All right, should we, do we need to tell <laughs> listeners who Rex is, or are we just going to, um, you know, scrap that and then be like, let, let him call them all magnificent insert adjective here. <laughs> well, well, we we're gonna have Rex on the show uh, at a later date, but definitely uh, Rex. You know, Daniel, tell us a little bit about Rex. So Rex is a video professional and a, and a uh, whiskey professional whiskey mooch. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, when I started the show, it was just me nerding out about whiskey until Rex started showing up drinking whatever I wasn't finishing for the video, <laughs> and uh, I kept commenting about him so often. I finally had to drag him onto the show. And uh, and then people actually started watching, <laughs> and people like him too. I know. I, I think it's just sex appeal. I don't think oh, he has anything definitely. of value. Definitely. It's just sex appeal. 
It's that hair in his chipmunk chinks. Yeah. What does it. <laughs> and and if if, if he didn't, that's well, I don't have hair or chipmunk cheeks. There you <laughs> go. I mean, if, if if he didn't have the chipmunk chinks, he wouldn't be able to say people. That's true. The way he <laughs> says it. Because I can't say it. It would just simply come out as utes. But <laughs> all the utes. But I, but I will say, Rex has grown. I, he's not going to want to hear this. But Rex has grown. Which I won't tell him. Immensely on the show. Ah. <laughs> Wait, in what way, really? Because Rex would interpret that as a couple of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let Rex interpret that the way he wants to. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but Daniel, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show is one: you're a whiskey genius, first of all. So our our listeners wanted to know about some of the whiskeys you can get down at Disney World. Now, I, everybody thinks of Disney World as just Mickey Mouse, Donald Duck, some rides, but it's become a it, it's really become a an adult theme park almost. Um, three have, of the four. Well, three of the four, yes. You you'd have you have some amazing restaurants and coupled with those amazing restaurants, you can get some amazing booze down there. So I wanted to go through a couple of the uh, a couple of the the different drinks that you can get down there. Um, Tim, why don't we start with some of the bourbons that that you can get down there? Well, this is a short list. I know that you can get more. Yes, that, there, there's are... Daniel. There's one restaurant down there called the Polite Pig. Polite Pig, which Oof. has I want to say close to sixty bourbons. Now, th- this is World or Land? World. Disney World in Florida. World. Okay. They have is... they have close to like sixty bourbons. Yeah, wow. They've got Pappy for crying out loud. Yeah. Wow. Hundred bucks a swaller. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, I, Brent, hang on, hang on. It's you guys pap- are piss off Daniel if you start talking about the price of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> well, <That's> okay. <laughs> we have to we have to talk about the price. <laughs> we have to talk about the price at Disney because Disney is its own little piece of the world. Like obviously Pappy in Florida is not gonna be as much as Pappy in Disney World because Disney World is separate from Florida. Yeah, it's the only place in the world you can get a $40 corn dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Best corn dog ever. Well, so Brad had told me uh, today that you can get that um, Whistle Pig Boss Hog for $80 for an ounce. All right. That's a done deal. That's not bad. I have to try that next time. I, I'm not going to swing 500 for a bottle, but I might have to try $80 for an ounce just to try it. That's not yeah. terrible. It's fancy, but what what's a reasonable bourbon pour at Disney World? Tim, Tim, why don't you start with your favorite? My favorite? Yeah. At Disney World is the Knob Creek Select. So this okay. is the Disney 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 has their own single barrel select that they they go down and choose apparently. Yeah, of course they should. Absolutely. What are they charging for that? Thirteen. What? That really? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's I mean, not- when you compare those prices to everything Disney charges for, that's extremely reasonable. Yeah, I find that markup on on liquor is not as high as it could be. Yeah, so the so the markup on gifts is eight hundred and fifty percent, but but their markup on liquor is a reasonable hundred to two hundred, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much because if you've had enough of one, you'll leave the park with. That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you, kids, you definitely can get that costume. <laughs> or if you spent too much on the gifts, then you go and get some alcohol to ease the pain. That's, 
That's, that's called right. Disney knows exactly what they're doing. That's what that's called. Exactly. <laughs> so I have a list you sent me. Is this a Disney World list in general? Yeah, this is just at, just at Disney. Okay, so in all of the bourbons on the generic bourbon list, there's not a single one that's overpriced, I think. So okay. that's... Uh, the, the most expensive one is that Whistlepig 10. That's a little pricey, but High West is... Campfire is 17 and remember, when it comes to prices and whiskey, uh, prices are based like diamonds in the jewelry industry. They're not based on quality. They're based on rarity. Right? So a price in a whiskey has nothing to do with quality at all. It has to do with how rare it is. So, for example, I was in a, a visiting family in California, and there's a new bourbon bar in, the, in town where my wife's from, and they wanted $45 for a pour of Balconis single malt. Now, Balconis is from Waco. That's only eight, 90 miles from my house. Uh, I can buy a whole bottle for 45 bucks or 50 bucks, right? Um, but in California, they don't, tex they don't distribute Texas whiskeys that well. So getting a bottle of Texas Waco whiskey in California is a big deal. So they charge a shit ton for it. For, now, you could have gotten the Weller Special Reserve for $20 at the same bar. Ooh, wow. that's not right? bad. But they're charging 45 to 50 for the Balconis. It's a rarity thing, right? right. So I get why the High West, even though uh, you know it doesn't maintain the same prestige as a Whistlepig or a Weller, uh, would be more pricey uh, because they're doing interesting shit, and it's hard to get. So if I was picking from that list, I would probably start with High West Campfire. Now, what's uh, what uh, you know? I've I've had High West. I've had the Burr Rye. I've had the Son of Burr Rye. Mm -hmm. What's the Campfire like? Is it smoky? Well, I've only tried it once in a bar. Uh, I don't own a bottle right now, um, and it is. It's got a, It's not overwhelmingly smoky though. For being called something like Campfire, it's more subtle than you would think. Hmm. Um, I think they really did a great job of blending that one. Um, but for one that everybody would know, dude, if you can go to if you can go to Disney and drink Blanton's for fourteen dollars, then I drink Blanton's all day long. That's a pretty good price, actually. Yeah, especially <clears throat> especially if you're at a bar. Like most of the bars that I go to around here don't even know what Blanton's would be. Yeah. So if you go yeah. to Disney and they have Blanton's on the menu, that's not a bad that's not a bad deal. Yep. You're just going to have to say Blanton's, and please don't put it on the rocks. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now, when you, drink, when you drink bourbon, do you, recommend, do you recommend a certain glass? Like, could you say to the people at Disney, be like, can I have like a brandy snifter? Or uh, the, the thing about choosing whiskey when you're in a location versus when it's up to you, it's very different rules. And it has everything to do with understanding your environment. Right, so if you show up at a place that you are ninety percent for sure, no one has ever even heard of a Glencairn, Chili's. Yeah, like Chili's. <laughs> yeah, then the worst thing you could do is be the dick trying to be picky about his glassware, right? God. Like fuck that. And, and because the thing is, if you go down that road, you're just gonna be disappointed. Dude. <laughs> like, the guy's not gonna know what he's doing. He's gonna try. You're still gonna be annoyed. And he's going to be annoyed because he tried, and you're still annoyed. It's just a, it's a bad path. Because right? it's so, just a glass. Yes. What the hell, man? You've got to know your audience, right? So you, I order whiskey based on what I think the bar can handle, not based on what I want. 
So if I walk into a bar and I know no matter what I order, they're either going to give it to me in shot glass. <laughs> if I say neat, right? There's the bar that if you say neat, they pour it into that fat old fashioned glass. Yep. And it takes up this t- There you go. But they it's pour all like the a, apartment came with. But they pour like a <laughs> third of that, right? Because it's they pour a shot's worth into an old fashioned, right? And so by the time it gets to you, it's thirty percent evaporated. <laughs> so you got to order your whiskey to know that's happening, or you go to a bar where you're like, "I want it neat," and they give it to you in a shot glass. <laughs> like, ah, okay, uh, fair enough. Then you're that guy <laughs> sipping from a thimble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and, they're, and they're staring at you like, "Why don't you take your shot?" You're like, "Because yeah. I want to drink whiskey." Mike if I wanted a shot, I would have got some Evan Williams. <laughs> <laughs> no, my goal is always don't be the asshole in the bar. And so I always try to, because I like all whiskey, right? I'll drink Jameson all night long and be just fine. And so I want to order something that makes the people involved feel like they're a part of something cool. Right? Yeah. And so I want to order something that makes them think, well, this is a cool thing but not so far that you make them feel stupid. Make sense? No, that totally makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. Yeah, so if I feel like the bartender knows a certain amount of things, then I'll just be like, hey, give me a whiskey and make it neat, and they'll give me, and then we'll talk about whiskey. And it's not a glass I prefer, but it doesn't matter. It's just fucking whiskey, right? It's, it's not rocket science. Because you never want to be Trevor with his wine in the tall, <laughs> <laughs> in the tall stem or... Uh... I, I can't think of a real hipster name with their IPAs. Oh, I Kip. Kip. There you go. Kip. Kip with his double IPA. Yeah. Chasing the pine notes and the... Yeah, that's that's called hoppy right there. <laughs> now, yeah, now, right. However, if you go to a bar where you can tell the bartender takes his career choice seriously, mm-hmm. you can actually make his night by being picky about whiskey. Right, you know, and you know what? There are places like that at Disney World. Uh, Tim, you met, you did a class, right? Yeah, top of the world. We had two uh, Disney's two top bourbon bartenders, Mike Sass and Bree. Done, done. And, yeah, and and sh- and Tim, she will talk your ear off on bourbon. Oh yeah, she sat with us. There was a class of uh, I think it was like eight tables, four to a table, and she spent the majority of the time. At our table because we were talking to her about the right stuff. Yeah, and that's it. See, all you're doing is rewarding people for caring about shit. That's all it is. <laughs> you know? I mean, because honestly, I've bartended. I have a lot of bartender friends, and there's a certain kind of bartender that when you spot one of your people, you're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God there's someone here that gets me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, that's when you make those choices. Awesome. So Disney also offers quite a number of scotches. Now, many yeah, is, double. Yeah. Well, there's a lot more scotches at uh, a couple of the uh, a couple of the high end bars. So one is Misner's Lounge in the Grand Floridian, and the other is at um, a Yacht Club and uh, the Yachtsman. It's called the Yachtsman Ale and Compass. So these two these two are the the highest end restaurants. So let me put it this way. When Mariah Carey comes to Disney World, like divas among divas, she goes to the Yachtsman Steakhouse and she brings someone to cut her meat. That's, yeah, that's, she, that's she's not story. ordering scotch. Wait, yeah, she's not wait, ordering a scotch. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. You guys don't have people to cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott might because he's bougie enough. 
Yeah. Scott, actually, well, I, mean, I believe... I think I'm on the wrong podcast. <laughs> Doesn't Scott have a bitch? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, he does. But I feel so. like I feel like having the job title of meat cutting bitch could be really misconstrued. <laughs> it could be. It could be. <laughs> um, so there, there are a couple of super super high end scotches on this, and I'm I'm looking at the John Walker, which everyone's going to sit there and be like, "Oh, Johnny Walker Blue." No, no, this is totally different. So what is, is the John Walker? You know, I had to look it up, and I'm still not certain. Um, Johnny Walker is really bad at explaining what they've created. Can we cut that at just really bad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, here's what I will tell you. They're selling that at almost $5,000 a bottle. The John Walker? Yeah. So let me let me put it this way, because th- because that brings me to the next one, is the McAllen M. Okay, so... So I would say this is the McAllen M of the Johnny Walker line, right? Now, would you, it's hundred-year-old whiskeys in the John Walker. Would you have the John Walker or the no. McAllen M? No, fuck that. I'd have neither. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to spend as much money as I would, you know, send my kid to school with for half a year. Yeah. On whiskey at a restaurant, it's just it's just not going to happen. That's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, so the John so Walker. No, there's two kinds of people who buy. McAllen M or John Walker at a bar. Either the people who are trying to make a point in a statement or the people for whom money has no meaning. I'm just saying. Which which is ironically your motto on the whiskey vault. <laughs> it really is pour money over me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, if you look at the logo for the whiskey marketing school, uh, the Latin logo is uh, pecunia fundum may or something like that. It means pour money over me in Latin. <laughs> which for us, that was that was kind of the goal of the school, which was not just to, to create people who know a lot about whiskey, but to create people who know how to communicate their knowledge in a way that makes them money. And that's, and that's the point because that's you say this all the time. Whiskey is like 90% marketing. Yeah. Well, so is anything that tastes good. That's true. It's all about how you talk about it, right? And and it's yeah. and because uh, because so there was a study done for wines that uh, did two things. It showed that even whiskey judges were bad at judging the quality of whiskey. They actually took a panel of uh, something like twenty wine or wine. It was wine. They took a panel of like twenty wine judges and they gave them the same wine a dozen times. And only one of them graded it the same every time. Right? And then they did another study with wine drinkers. And essentially, you can look it up, but the conclusion of the study is expensive wine does taste better to people as long as they know that it's expensive. Bingo. So what happens is if if someone feels like this matters – the parts of their brain responsible for pleasure light up when they drink it. And they will actually objectively look at that as a better experience. What that means for you or anybody talking about whiskey to people is that someone enjoying something is up to you. So you, sh- you should really just start pouring your whiskeys into decanters and tell Rex that it's $4,000 a bottle. Wait, wait, let, let, let's edit that part out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't worry, we will. Um, yeah. 
Because you just gave up my entire strategy for the next Shit. six months on the whiskey channel. Damn yeah, it. No, actually, it's funny. Is at my house, I have three uh, extremely expensive crystal decanters. Mm-hmm. Uh, one for bourbon, one for scotch, and one for Irish whiskey. The most expensive bottle in that those decanters is twenty five dollars. See, and that's and that's a great point. You don't need to spend a lot to enjoy good whiskey. Mm-hmm. You know, and Man, I, you look I, damn flashy pouring a twenty five. Hell yes! When whiskey. I have guests over, and I'm like, let me pour you this amazing, really subtle scotch, and I pour it from this, you know, five hundred dollar crystal decanter. It's like, oh my god! <laughs> it's funny because I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing with mine. Yeah, so, and that is whiskey marketing. That's whiskey marketing. Bingo. Uh, so a couple of these scotches, um, there, there. I mean, there's some, there's some ones that everyone's heard of: Glenfiddich Twelve, uh, Johnny Walker Green, Blue, Platinum. Uh, obviously, we've uh, we've all had the Lagavulin Sixteen, right? Um, Macallan Twelve, Eighteen, but also they have Twenty Five. So one of the things that they have, and I, and this is one that that's intrigued uh, me, and this is over at. Uh, both Miser's Lounge and the Yachtsman or the the Bellevue Lounge, and that's the McAllen Flight of twelve, eighteen, and twenty five. Right. So it's seventy three dollars. Is that something you're getting value for? Oh hell yeah! At three quarters of an ounce, four of each, absolutely. Um, if you want to try fancy whiskey, right? If you want to, if you want to say, hey, we're going to splurge and we're going to sample some really amazing McAllens. Uh, for the price that you would pay for all of those bottles, that's absolutely worth it. Um, if all you're doing is drinking good whiskey, if that was me, I would order one glass of Lagavulin or Oban, and then I would drink Glenfiddich 12 the rest of the night. Glenfiddich 12 is one of my favorite It's a damn classic. And it at is. $11 a pour, that's, a, that's as good as you're going to get in any major city in the U.S. Yeah. That's uh, not even the Disney market. No, that's a that's a really good price for some really good whiskey. Yeah, um, Disney doesn't they don't they don't typically mark up their lubrication. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say was when you sent me this list, what I was surprised by is how cheap they priced all of the whiskey. I was actually uh, really impressed by that because at a place like Disney, you're trapped, right? Which is why they get away with everything else being priced so high. You don't have any choice, so they have the ability to just work you, and they really chose to be kind with the whiskey prices. <laughs> yeah, they did. I especially like I'll, I'll say it again, especially the bourbon prices. Those are not yeah. bad at all. Now, according to you, they're playing the long game. <laughs> yes. Hoping to get you drunk and then you buy your kids $800 worth of face masks. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's how they get the dads into the bibbidi boppity boutique. Well, that's right. <laughs> the funny thing was when the first time I had the Knob Creek Select it was in a flight. It was, um, I think it was three, three different bourbons. And I liked that one so much, I asked them how much would they sell a bottle for. And when she told me $300, <laughs> I almost choked. Oh, Scott, that's going to burn if it comes up the wrong hole. <laughs> oh, that almost did. Easy. That almost did. <laughs> that would have been some expensive <laughs> snot. Especially when I, when I found out you can get it locally. It's not, I mean, it's not the, the Disney bottle. Because that's what I, all I wanted was the label that said bottle for Disney. Yeah. Uh, it's 50 bucks, 49 bucks. So here's the thing. It turns out you can go to a trophy shop and you can get like a little plaque that says, and you can have them put bottled for Disney on it. <laughs> and you can just stick it onto any bottle you want. 
the, see, this is what we teach you on Three Sheets of Mouse. Life hacks. These are uh, life hacks. That's, that's, that's our first life hack, I think. I think so. Well, no, the, the, no, um, no, the Lapu the, the, the Lapu. Lapu, Lapu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, True story, Daniel. You go to Disney World, you get this mixed drink. It's a cocktail. It's real fruity. It's called the Lapu Lapu. Probably means something in Polynesian like butt sex. I'm not sure. But <laughs> get this drink. It's a, they, they core out a pineapple. They fill it with like 18 different rums, and then they sprinkle some fruit juice on top of it and put a, put a straw in it and hand it to you. It's 15 bucks. You drink it out of the pineapple. That's real cool. It's kitschy. You think you're, you know, on an island. Well, you go to you go to get a second one. They're going to charge you fifteen bucks because they're coring another pineapple. Unless you get you give them back that pineapple or whatever, and be like, "Hey, listen here, some bitch." Then you get it in this big ridiculous tin. It's a goblet. Um, it's a tea. Well, we got a, Well, we got and ours the, in a the shrunken head, the zombie head. Yeah, glass, it's, a, it's right? a tiki glass. You, you save five dollars. <laughs> yeah. Because they, they, they charge you for your eighteen rum blend. That's right. Literally, literally it's it's a core charge. On the <laughs> it literally is. So that was our first life hack, and the new life hack is you can make anything fancy with uh, eight dollars and a laser engraver. There you go. There you go. That's my that's my motto. So so, so I've so, got two boys that are ten and seven, and my wife is from California, so Disneyland <clears> is her childhood memory. Mine and too, we've man. been and her dream is to take our boys to Disneyland for the first time, and we've been waiting until my youngest is of a reasonable height to do all the fun rides. By is about that is that worth it? By about seven, you, your son, your your youngest son, should be able to go on almost everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. Well, he's <clears throat> short like me, so he's. <laughs> we measured him, and he's. Uh, I think. He can do everything but the really extreme rides, but he can okay. do all the classic named yeah. ones, right? So, yeah, so, I mean. So, uh, so here's my question for Disney experts. My plan was two days at Disney so that we get time to relax and do things. Should I be planning for more? For Disneyland. Okay, so this is Disneyland. Disneyland. Not, so we don't have Epcot and all that right, stuff. Right. We, but we do have like the Toy Story experience and the new Star Wars shit and all yep. that. So Tim and I have both been to Disneyland. Um, I, I grew up in Southern California. I, my, I was born in Whittier. Um, I, would say, I would say plan for three days for the two parks. And how do we break apart those three days? Tim? Well, I mean, it's, well Disneyland is really easy because both park entrances are back-to-back. So you can literally right. bounce back and forth all day so you if you take, want. You just take that tram between them. Yep. You just walk. You can walk across the courtyard, and you're in a different park. Yeah, I that's would, what we did. When we got bored at one park, we said, "Let's go back over to Magic Kingdom. Let's go back over to California Adventure." I would say dedicate one day to each park, and then the third day you kind of bounce back and forth, or, or repeat, even or repeat. And then you yeah. want to do again. So the third day is let's do all the things we thought were fun again. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And so, then, and then fast pass. Uh, yeah, fast pass comes with your tickets. Yeah, yeah, but. You're a proponent of, yeah, do that. Oh, absolutely. Lock in at all the oh, yeah. fast passes and then go to something else. I would, I would say what you do is you run to the attraction. You really, cause Disneyland still has the paper ones that you still have to put your ticket in and get your fast pass. Yep. Um, I would say you, you, yeah, book it to your favorite ride, which for your two sons would definitely be radiator Springs. That's yeah. No, there's no question. Do. No question. Um, run over there, check that out. And then, Go grab a fast pass for it while you're there, so you can come back an hour and a half later and do it again. 
So, because you know, you got to do all the like. My wife grew up on the classics of like the oh, Pirates yeah. Ride, right? And the uh, Mountain and Splash and all of those. So we, you got to do those. Oh yeah, you'll definitely get oh, you'll yeah. definitely get those done. But uh, but then at night, head over to Carthay Circle Theater and you can enjoy yeah. some of these awesome whiskeys. I'm all in on that. I actually dug last time we were there. I dug the food. At the restaurant attached to the pirates, right? Oh, Blue Bayou. Yes. Yeah, Blue Bayou. Yeah. That was like actually legitimately good food. That's very good. Hey, what's up, Boston? So, Daniel, this is Boston. So Mikey's Boston son. Just uh, so he just ate aged down. That's what whiskey <laughs> does for people, I guess, huh? With the water of life, man. I'm drinking the wrong whiskey. Because <laughs> if I could drink whiskey and lose thirty years off my life, I'm obviously drinking the wrong whiskey. Right. What's going on, Boston? Is it Austin? Boston. Boston, like uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Like the city, Boston. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Boston. Nice to meet you, Boston. Nice to meet you, too. So, Boston, how you doing, man? Well, to be honest, I'm doing the best I can right now (laughs) with all that I've had. But I had some, I don't know if they were tacos or burritos, but... They're from Taco Bell, and it was delicious. <laughs> <laughs> you glad to be out of the hospital, buddy? Uh-huh. The, the food there is, like, really, really bad. I do not like it at all. I could hardly eat, but... I don't blame you. But, uh, but Boston, it's good It's good to have you out of the hospital. How's the new digs? The new what? The new, the new ho- apartment. The, the new house. The new apartment. Oh, I, I honestly love it. I know that uh, whenever my family come, they're going to... The rest, the rest of my family, I know. Whenever uh, they're gonna come, they're gonna love it as well. Awesome. It's amazing. Awesome. What are they? Uh, what are they expecting to come out? Um, uh, I my dad said not this weekend, but the next weekend after that. Nice. Cool. Where Where are you at? Where's the apartment? What city? I honestly don't know. All I know is that I'm in Houston, Texas. In there you go. Okay, so it's the east side of Houston. Yeah. Okay. I would think so. Yeah, I would think so. They're just, they're just about a block away, or like six blocks away from a total line. Oh, there you go. So, Mikey's in heaven. Yeah, Mikey's in heaven. <laughs> um, so, Boston, uh, awesome to have you on the show, too. So... Uh, Cool little surprise. As we as we normally finish up these shows, uh, Daniel, we do kind of final thoughts. So, um, Daniel, I really want to thank you for coming on the show. This has been uh, awesome for me. It's been so much fun. Me too. I watched the whiskey biscuits, the whiskey vault. Uh, Thanks to Mikey, really. Yeah. Uh, It's it's my favorite YouTube to just sit back, have a drink with you, you and Rex, and just watch it. Yeah. Thanks, man. We we enjoy it. I've wasted okay. a lot of afternoons watching a bunch of videos in my truck in between, <laughs> in between work work stuff. Are, are we bantering now? Did we? Excuse. We're just about to wrap up here. I, I had a little Skype crash, but we're we're back up and running. <laughs> my bottle's cork. I'm not getting shit out of it, guys. <laughs> um, I'm getting cork blocked. You are. Uh, <laughs> that's how it happens. You got to keep extra corks, like Daniel says. Yeah. I don't have anyone down here to soak my cork. <laughs> and and I don't really want to go through that whole bit again. <laughs> We've done that once in the podcast. That got, that got crickets. 
Yeah. No, it didn't. Everybody <laughs> loved it because I'm a fun. I'm the one charming son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, but Daniel, you're really charming when you drink tequila. Yes. I'm a lot less charming when I drink rum. <laughs> I mean, I'm still just as charming, but where's the rum? <sighs> so, uh, so, so, Daniel, definitely, definitely take your take your boys out to Disneyland. It's an awesome time. You guys have some fun, and uh, if you now, if, hang up, we're not going to try to sell them on Disney World. Oh, he'll no, he'll love Disney World, but he's no, I'll gotta, so here's the thing you miss is that my wife is born and raised in Central California, and has you know, 40 years of childhood, you know, of, of life memories of Disneyland. And so she so, needs some new memories. So we start at Disneyland and then we go to Disney World the next year. There you go. We were only waiting for my youngest to be old enough and tall enough to enjoy the whole park. Well, at the age of seven or eight, he should be able to get on Flight of Passage, which is the yep. only ride at Disney World you need to even worry about ever, there you go. period. End of story. Done deal. Done deal. Man. But uh, but Daniel, we always end the show with some final thoughts. So um, I'll give Mikey a chance. So Mikey, give us some final thoughts on tonight's show. Oh uh, man, this was this was short. This was sweet. Um, you know, is is as good. I've uh, like most of us right here. Um, you know, been watching the guys there on the whiskey vault, whiskey biscuits. I'm a card carrying member of the tribe. So <laughs> same here. Uh, you know they. Here, th- this is where it sounds like I'm just drunk and I'm blowing smoke up someone's ass. <laughs> but since since we're all sitting down and only one of us is actually smoking, it's not <laughs> going to happen. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been st- stuck down here in Houston going on like several uh, – going, well, going on two months right now. And uh, at, at home, one thing I did is every day I knew there was going to be a new uh, Whiskey Vault episode. And um, being stuck down here, I know that every day there's going to be a new Whiskey Vault episode. And that just gives me a little bit of uh, normalcy that I'm used to is, is is getting back, you know, going and checking and seeing what antics you guys are up to, what you're drinking, uh, who sent what in. And, and currently I'm I'm team bread. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes, my people. Who doesn't love a good bread? I've got a fresh-baked loaf of bread they dropped off to us at the hospital that I haven't got a chance to eat yet. It's borderline yes. going stale, but I, <laughs> I, I, meant to, I meant to even get my, uh, my little shortbread uh, cookies and call them biscuits while I was out here drinking. Dog, team bread. <laughs> team bread, man. There's nothing better than a good, fresh, crusty bread. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's that's what I got, Daniel. Uh, yeah, th- cheers, th- 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 thank you to to, to you and uh, you Rex, and you know what? I'll even give Chad a uh, a shout out on this. <laughs> oh, oh, without yeah. him, yeah. without him, your beard would not sparkle. That's right. Tim. That's true. Doesn't do that on its own. Tim, give us some closing remarks. Well, was it how long is it, Mikey, that you you uh, turn us on to the the show? Oh my oh, goodness! Last year or so? uh, to be quite honest, it would have. It would have been the infamous "Is that ice in your bourbon?" episode of the podcast. Oh yes, or is that which would have been like in the first ten episodes. I think. I was gonna say that, that's the first ten yeah. episodes. And we're on forty-seven so I, now. So yeah, that's thirty-seven weeks ago. Yeah, there we go. I started drinking bourbon scotch probably about seven or eight years ago, and when Mikey turned us on to your show, I just every every time I pop it in and press play, I learned something new. 
Yeah. Just keep all learning the, something new all the time. Yep. It's a, it's a great way to... Rex. <laughs> <laughs> I just like to point out that uh, Pop Pop is talking like he's got a VCR and renting VHSs from the uh, I do. I, I, have, I have a guy that... I pop it in and I push video. play. I, I hope you rewind that son of a bitch. Video. He doesn't say, be kind, rewind. <laughs> uh, so, Daniel, give us... Daniel, I wanted to uh, I wanted to close with you because the way you guys sign off your show every day is an awesome toast. So take us away, Daniel. All right. So here's to fighting, stealing, and drinking. If you fight, may you fight for a friend. If you steal, you steal a lover's heart. And if you drink, guys, may you drink may with you, us. May you drink with us.